Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, the holidays are here and you know what that means. Gift buying and what better gift to buy a guy than a stylish shirt that fits him just right. I know for me, that's the perfect gift because I've always been on team Untuck It even before Untuck It existed. I couldn't stand having all that uh, material, all that fabric bunched up in my pants. So whatever I could, I keep my, my shirts untucked, right? The only problem is that so many shirts look gigantic and baggy when they're untucked. So there's a big problem, but... Untucked shirts are specifically designed to be worn untucked just for you. This is the shirt men are looking for. Untucked is the original untucked button-down shirt. No tucking, no tailoring. Buying shirts used to make me crazy, as I was saying, because I have an unusual body type. But now, problem solved. I love my untucked shirts because they fit my body like a glove. Their shirts fit because they make one for every kind of guy. Tall like me, short, slim, athletic, and guys of every age. And the website, oh my God, so easy to use. Untucked shirts come in 50 different they have mine. They'll have one for the guy in your life. Untuck It has shirts and wrinkle-free fabrics, along with super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. They even offer free shipping and free returns on all U.S. orders. And for the holidays, you can get 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com with the promo code B-O-B-C. Don't put this off. Go now to untuckit.com or visit one of the 50 Untuckit stores in the U.S. and Canada and try one for yourself. And if you want the perfect fitting shirt, no matter your size or shape, try the original Untuck shirt, Untuckit. And don't forget to use the promo code BOBC to get 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Christmas time in New York, which means millions will be heading to the city to celebrate. Here with some tips on what New York can offer is our city correspondent, Stefan. <laughs> so, Stefan, lots of people are heading here for a great New York Christmas. Do you have any tips on what they can see and do? If you're old or into fashion, I've got the place for you. New York's hottest holiday club is Blitzen. And right now, they're having their 12 days of Christmas dance party. Well, 12 days of Christmas. Now, see, that sounds nice. Because it has everything. 12 jacked albinos, 11 little Richards, 10 piercered babies, 9 Asian balkies, 8 gay Aladdins. Seven psycho swearing, six Puerto screechings. Puerto Rican screeches. Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. We all knew that. We all knew that. Five homeless Elmos. 
four coked up frogs, three French hens, Taylor Negron. <laughs> and a human parking cone. So, lay it on me, my man. What's your question? Uh, right. <laughs> my question was, what's a, a human parking cone? Yes, it's that thing of when two jacked midgets <laughs> paint themselves orange and you have to parallel park between them. <laughs> Merry Christmas, groovy listeners. This is Smokey Robinson. Have a super happy Christmas and a most successful coming year. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's great. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 5, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? What's happening? My name is Bob. Fuck him. Oh, wait. That was wrong. Hello, Bob. There you go. Thank you. Go. All right. What do you say about that, Hillary? Well, that was some weird shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, day 1,000... <laughs> Day 1,050. It's a weird Thursday already. It's begun. Day 1,050 of the Trump crisis. Day 75 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 333 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, let's do it. The goth ninjas are here. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. From-the-bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com. And T-Rex David Ferguson with his mighty arms. Hey. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. My teeny tiny little arms. Teeny tiny arms. Baby arms. <laughs> you should Shit. see me try to put on a condom. <laughs> oh, my God, it's no. very sad. Well, that was some weird shit. I thought shit. you were married and in a monogamous relationship, David. You shouldn't need to use those anymore. <laughs> right. Unless, unless your husband is worried about pregnancy. Yeah, I that might be that an, issue, an issue, but very unlikely. Can we talk about Smokey Robinson for a second? Yes, let's talk yes. about Smokey Robinson, groovy listeners. This friend of mine... Uh, <laughs> I met him at, backstage at a right at a studio in Las Vegas, and he was yeah. like, the, "He was like, if Smokey Robinson was any more chill, he would be like a dessert, just like on a dessert cart." I mean, he's like, just like so chill, like hi, I'm Smokey. He's awesome, and and it's that time of year. And he's of like, course. "What are you doing out here in Las Vegas?" He's like. I like to play golf out here. There ain't no trees. <laughs> Merry Christmas, groovy trees. listeners. <laughs> this is Smokey Robinson. Have a super happy Christmas and a most successful coming year. Smokey Robinson, nothing if hates not trees. unconventional, right, with his holiday greetings. <laughs> He's a very mellow man who hates trees. <laughs> right. I know, since poor Eddie Money passed away, you can't use that anymore. But you know what we have now? We have this. Well, that was some weird shit. Yeah, we have Hillary Clinton. <laughs> We're going to get to that. That's what Hillary said after she went in the drawer on my coffee table. <laughs> well, that was some weird shit. Yeah, that's a- <laughs> I take that however you like, listeners. Oh, man. Okay, well, like, let's... Let me bring the former first lady some brownies. That's right. Well, before we get super silly, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Holy shit. If you have any doubt, it's going to... Take him out, Ukraine. You can't let that happen to me. No, you can't. You can't. Don't do it. So funny. Where Trump tweets this morning, bring it on, basically. Like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's do the impeachment. I dare you. And then Nancy Pelosi steps up and goes, Ukraine. Right? She'd like to be more than happy to oblige you, Mr. President. I know. Governor, as our pre- former president said, please proceed. Yeah. Yes, because now the Judiciary Committee is officially drawing up articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. 
And, you know, I hate to go more because we're having fun, but I hate to go morbid. I just wish some of the people that we've lost along the way were here to see yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I, I Chez always, would love this. Chez. I oh mean, God, I, we've been almost talking about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, if they had not no been shit. able to revive me if my heart had not restarted in yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. And th- thank you for sticking it out, my friend. <laughs> thank, thank you for oh powering God. through the Widowmaker heart attack. No uh shit. You know, and, and you know the name that popped into my head the other day as someone we lost, and I don't, I don't remember if he he died after Trump's inauguration or bef- right before it. But Alan Combs, no one ever talks about yeah. Alan Combs anymore. Mm. But strangely, I became pretty good friends with Alan Combs in his last really? few years. Yeah, we used to email back and forth all the time. I was providing articles. I would like cross post my articles on his website. I liked him. And you know, I what? met him in Connecticut when I was working for the Ned Lamont campaign. He was a super nice guy. Yeah, and he had that cool. Coolest sunglasses I think I've ever seen in a grown person. <laughs> and, and he's funny as shit. Alan Combs was a funny, funny man. And we, you know, we would trade observations back and forth via email all the time, always cracking me up. But I hate to bring it down to that level. We've got an announcement here from Nancy Pelosi. This is a big darn deal here. What's happening? And uh, you know, well, that was some weird shit. Well, not yet. Let's let's. We got to hear it. We got to hear Nancy Pelosi announcing the impeachment articles yesterday. The Judiciary Committee. At the Judiciary Committee, the American people heard testimony from leading American constitutional scholars who illuminated without a doubt that the president's actions are a profound violation of the public trust. The president's actions have seriously violated the Constitution, especially when he says and acts upon the belief. Article 2 says I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. No. His wrongdoing strikes at the very heart of our Constitution, a separation of powers, three co-equal branches, each a check and balance on the other, a republic, if we can keep it, said Benjamin Franklin. Our democracy is what is at stake. The president leaves us no choice but to act because he is trying to corrupt once again the election for his own benefit. The president has engaged in abuse of power, undermining our national security and jeopardizing the integrity of our elections. His actions are in defiance of the vision of our founders and the oath of office that he takes to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Sadly, but with confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders and a heart full of love for America, Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. In signing the Declaration of Independence, our founders invoked a firm reliance on divine providence. Democrats, too, are prayerful. And we will proceed in a manner worthy of our oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. So help us, God. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's serious, though. I mean, this it is, is serious. It's very serious. The Ode to Joy is is wonderful, but I mean, I was just listening to her voice and thinking about the gravity of the situation. And yeah, yeah, mm. 
And, you know, I just, I keep thinking about abusive relationships and how, like, you know, the vast majority of the worst violence in domestic violence happens when the, when the abused partner is about to leave. Yeah, right. Um, and uh-huh. I just think Trump is a cornered animal right now. Yeah. Um, I agree. Totally painted into a corner, and that's when he's at his most dangerous. This is why we can't become complacent about the threat of Donald Trump. That new Joe Biden commercial that was just released yesterday is the kind of shit I wish we had started seeing months ago, but I'm glad that it's happening now. I'm glad they're nailing Donald Trump in this way because that ad is so immensely salient and so appropriate to what's happening right damn now, especially what happened in NATO between that Mm -hmm. and the impeachment and all of the other horrible, horrible things. So vital that we constantly remind ourselves what the stakes are, because sometimes we get caught up in a Democratic primary silly season and all that shit, and we lose sight of what the real emergency is. And that's why I'm not concerned. I don't know about you guys, but I am not concerned whatsoever about this thing moving in a fairly rapid fashion, you know what I mean. I know there was a lot you of. No, I have here. not seen this Biden ad. Have you? Have you got oh, audio? Oh God, or it's, it, it's Can you give brutal. us a web address or something for listeners? Well, yeah, you it? can find it anywhere. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Just Joe? Google Joe Biden um, laughing stock. Just, yeah. Uh, or yeah. laughing stock Trump Joe Biden ad. Just do that. It's it's okay. brutal. It's a brutal, brutal ad. Right. And it's, so it's, we're talking about something that a listener may or may not. Here's the problem: it doesn't have a whole lot of audio. I think the second half has the most. Of the audio portion of the program. The first part is just illustrating with text and video Donald Trump being laughed at on the world stage. And it's predicated mm-hmm. on that, you know, that secret video. It wasn't really secret video, but it was that yeah. cell phone video of Macron and, and Boris Johnson and Justin Trudeau all standing around laughing at Donald Trump, at, a, at his behavior, at his press conferences, and, and so on, and the reaction by his staff. And that launches it off. And then it turns into a speech by Joe Biden discussing how Donald Trump is unfit to continue to be president. And then, of course, mixes in a little bit of, of Joe Biden's expertise and his uh, experience and so on. Gotcha. And it's, again, a perfect illustration of a whole bunch of Donald Trump incompetence and not just uh, policy incompetence, not just, you know, misspellings on Twitter, none of that shit, but incompetence in plain view of the world, the kind of incompetence that embarrasses and diminishes the United States. And and that's the essentially what we're talking about with this commercial. It was just a very, very tough ad on Donald Trump and the kind of shit that I've been begging for from the Democratic uh, frontrunners mm-hmm. for some time now and i'm glad to finally see it in that particular form you know the the first person to do it really the first great great anti-trump ad was kamala harris and it was right before she dropped out she dropped out yeah yeah yeah. it it is too bad ag let's make her ag vp or ag one of the attorney general is going to be good i think for her oh god yeah Um, yeah or you know a friend of mine who is like go ahead no i was just gonna say i think uh kamala harris as a vice presidential running mate especially if joe biden's the nominee i think would be i you know what i agree and i disagree i think if he's gonna pick a woman Stacey abrams she's already said she doesn't want to do that the problem with she is really dedicated her whole heart to getting the voters voting system in Georgia straightened out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she has got her back to the wheel and that is what she's doing. Yeah. She's not like, she's like this. I heard an interview with her where she was just saying like, this is not, you know, a show like a dog and pony show. Mm -hmm. I am doing this. 
Um, and no, I'm not interested in being vice president right now because I have important work to do right here in Georgia. I, I think the difference between Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris, too, is that Kamala Harris has already introduced herself nationally. So there's less of a hill to climb there as, yeah. as a vice presidential running mate. So True. plus she's got that prosecutorial thing that I think could work out very, very well, given mm-hmm. our criminal president and so on. And again, my ongoing theory is if Joe Biden <laughs> is the nominee, that Joe Biden is probably only going to serve one term voluntarily I don't think he's going to be asked to step aside I think he's going to only be he's only going to have time I think and endurance for one term I can't imagine Joe Biden my question really is if Kamala Harris is the vice presidential running mate does Mike Pence have to have his wife on stage when they debate Oh, I would love that. Mother sitting right next to him. Oh, well, she that would be, be precious. She would be in the same room, so she would be in the audience. Right. So that would right. that would still work. But I get that your would point. St- that would work. Right? That, no, it'd be better if she were right there. So let's get back to Nancy Pelosi here. What happened after she uh, delivered her remarks announcing the formal request for impeachment articles from the Judiciary Committee Ooh, yeah. is that uh, she was challenged by a Sinclair reporter. Mm. And asked uh, as she was walking off why she, or if she hates Donald Trump, which is, of course, She's the fantastic. most ridiculous yet non-question and naturally coming from a Sinclair reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how Nancy Pelosi responded to all of this. You'll hear a little bit of the uh, off mic uh, back and forth here. So bear with me on this. But it, she walks back over to the microphone so you can hear her a little bit more clearly as it goes on. We don't hate anybody, not anybody in the world. Yes. Question. I'm teasing me. I did not. You did. You did. I asked the question. Yes. Representative Collins yesterday suggested that the Democrats are doing this simply because they don't like the guy. I have nothing to do with it. Let me just say this. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping our kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the helping our dreamers, of which we're very proud. I think he's in denial about the the, uh, climate crisis. However, that's about the election. This is about the election. Take it up in the election. This is about the Constitution of the United States and the facts that lead to the president's violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words <laughs> like that. Damn! Wow! Wow! wow. Holy him. shit! That was great. Yeah. She's okay, fantastic. that was a fun, fucking like, epic. That was like she dropped an anvil on that. <laughs> she did. Um, she just she just came as close to saying um, "fuck you" sideways with a running chainsaw. <laughs> As, as a high elected official can come. Don't like, mess with me, mister. Yeah, that, exactly. was, that was completely mommy dearest. Don't fuck with me, fellas. That was what she was kind of saying there, too. And just for the record, if someone wants to ask me if I hate Donald Trump, I'll give you the answer right away. And the answer is yes. Yes, yes I do. Very much. Very much hate Donald Trump. This, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Horrible, horrible <sighs> villain. He's an evil human being. He's a he's an historic villain of, uh, of uh, massive proportions. Not just physically, but of course in terms of his deeds. And why shouldn't we hate him? I mean, I get that Nancy Pelosi has to uh, be magnanimous about all of this, and but we don't have to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's her job. Exactly. This is the thing, though. I wish that I, I mean, this is this is one of the things that I do hate. I, I don't hate Donald Trump. I hate his presidency. And I hate the fact that it has opened a part, like a, a deeper, darker part of my heart than I thought I had. Yeah. In terms of like just how hostile I could feel toward a person. But hate to me, it's like it's not the opposite of love. Like hate is becomes an obsession, becomes a kind an act of worship almost. And I can't yeah. go that far with him. I just mm. want to be indifferent to him. I want right. to be as indifferent to him as I am to any stretch or any anonymous grave in the desert that nobody. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I caught back up with you at anonymous grave. That's where I my ears perked up a little bit right there. Uh, all right, yeah, let's. Uh, Let's get into what happened yesterday in the Judiciary Committee, the uh, the hearings there, the impeachment hearings with uh, four constitutional scholars, basically three and then one attention whore. That, one I mean, that's hack. Kinda, yeah, that's how it kind of mm-hmm. worked out. There were three. Three people. and a hack. <laughs> Perfect, right? One of the big things that I always notice in these judiciary proceedings is Doug Collins, the ranking member on the Republican Ugh. side, right? <laughs> Doug Collins, who his first big performance was, of course, as a uh, as a politician in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where he uh, campaigned <laughs> campaigned with a midget and a broom. But here's here's Doug Collins, a little bit of what he uh, said in his opening remarks, and uh, see if you can figure out what the hell he's talking about here. He just keeps going and going. I don't know. You know. He's definitely competing with Jack Kingston to be the biggest embarrassment from the state of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, he has true. taken the crown in uh, terms of like most annoying voice and most embarrassing politician. He's like taking the ribbon on both. He's got that drawl, and at the same time, he feels like the faster he talks, the smarter he sounds. It's the Ben. Shem- uh. It's the Ben Shapiro technique. If I talk really fast, that means I'm really, really smart. The old rules are the new rules, and yeah, new rules are the old rules. These were new these rules over here all along. Uh, there, he said super, <laughs> super smart, don't you think? That was a smarty pants right there. Uh, yeah, it sounds more like Boomhauer from uh, King of the Hill. That's right. You know? <laughs> right. Dang old, dang old CK1, but it all just like catnip. That sounds just like this. Yeah, thank you. It's we're all born with that ability here in the South. That's it. it. it it's, it's in the blood. It's weird yeah. shit. Well, that was some weird <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready to hear a lot of that. All right. Um, okay, yeah. So here are... Uh, I'm going to say, now that we're talking about Collins, uh, Pam uh, Carlin is a national fucking hero. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she that is. Was, talk about women giving smackdowns. Between her and Nancy Pelosi, it's like the entire Me Too movement has just turned up in front of the cameras mm-hmm. and just started throwing punches. Yeah, 100%. You know? here, here's one of her main... Major takeaway quotes uh, from her presentation yesterday. She said, everything I know about our Constitution and its values and my review of the evidentiary record. And here, Mr. Collins, I would like to say to you, sir... I love that. I love the throw-in mm-hmm. of the sir. It, yeah, it, it makes me kind of makes me think of with uh, all due respect, sir. Yeah, exactly. Sir. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a. Yeah. She gave him the respect he gave her. He, she pretty much, if she was Southern, she would have said, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> makes, me, makes me think of Keith Olbermann. Remember when Keith, Keith Olbermann used to do his special comments? Oh, he would yes. always address, Mr. President, you, sir. Uh, I would like to say to you, sir. 
that I read transcripts of every one of the witnesses who appeared in the live hearing because I would not speak about these things without reviewing the facts. So I'm insulted by the suggestion that as a law professor, I don't care about those facts. But everything I read about those occasions tells me that when President Trump invited, indeed demanded foreign involvement in our upcoming election, he struck the very at the very heart of what makes this republic makes to us, which yes. we, we, we pledge allegiance, right? Perfect. Can I get an amen up in here? Yeah, uh, right. Oh, just hallelujah. I mean, and then, just, it needs to be put, spoken exactly that clearly. And then you get around to Jonathan Turley. Hey, lay down your crap, John Turley. <laughs> lay down We all lost our lunch so early. We're sorry you testified. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, apparently couldn't get Glenn Greenwald, so they got Jonathan Turley. Yeah, no, and and so no what kidding. you heard, I mean, essentially, uh, I mean, I'm sure you noticed this, Jody. Uh, yesterday, what Jonathan Turley was saying was basically the Glenn Greenwald, Aaron Maté, uh, Matt Taibbi point of view mm-hmm. about all of this, which is to yep. kind of acknowledge enough that something terrible has happened here, just enough to give yourself an escape hatch. But then the rest of it is like, we're going too fast. There isn't any evidence. Do, do I see an impeachable offense here? No. And which I just look at him, though, and I just see, like, the director of a sanatorium in a B black and white movie from the 50s. You know, <laughs> He's just uh-huh. waiting around for a part in a soap opera as an evil doctor. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> He's got the gray on the sides for it. Exactly, exactly. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he was doing yesterday is a really expert job of gaslighting, making us all feel mm-hmm. crazy because mm-hmm. I'm watching this and and throughout yesterday, I don't think I've ever tweeted in all caps as often as oh, I did. Oh, you went crazy yesterday. I was watching your tweets. I'm like, Bob, Bob, <laughs> calm down, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, man. Well, that was some weird shit. So, <laughs> so what Jonathan Turley was doing was making me crazy. This bit where he was talking about there's no evidence, I kept screaming into the void yes, that there's all kinds of evidence. I mean, <laughs> the president has like come out and I mean, the president said name? it. Yeah, yeah. No, Mick Mulvaney was just like, oh, we do this all the time. It's how foreign policy works. <laughs> yeah, get over it. He said. Trump confessed. Mick Mulvaney confessed. R- Rudy Giuliani confessed. Ron Johnson confessed. There's a transcript that says, do us a favor, though. And by the mm-hmm. way, Trump has an excuse, finally, for that line. Because he was, I'm sure he finally heard it during the hearings yesterday. Uh, when I believe... What, he Jer- left a shoe behind in Helsinki? Yeah. Do us a favor, though. Look for a size 6 Stacey Adams <laughs> with the 12-inch lift in it. Size six. That's that's exactly Donald Trump's shoe size. How did you know that? That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he said this morning on Twitter, finally acknowledging this line, which I believe is probably because it was brought up yesterday during the hearings. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's ever mm-hmm. heard this before, because if he had heard this before, he would have reacted earlier. But I don't think he read that transcript. I don't think he knows that the, uh, you know, Zelensky asks for javelin missiles and Trump says, well, I need you to do us a favor, though. 
And that was the quid pro quo. That was the extortion. That was it illustrated. Of course, it wasn't the end all be all of the entire scam, but it was a big bit of evidence about that that Jonathan Turley failed to even acknowledge. Oh, there's no evidence in any. I don't see the evidence here. They're all it saying was like, that, though. Listening to Jonathan Turley yesterday was like being trapped in the worst Glenn Greenwald Twitter thread in the world. It was like every time. I don't know if you've ever gotten into a Twitter fight with Glenn Greenwald, but that's what it was like no. listening to Turley. Everything he was saying was like torn from Greenwald's timeline. It was an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. But here's what Trump said on Twitter about the do us a favor, though. Evidence! He said, uh, when I said in my phone call to the president of Ukraine, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. Uh, and I'm glad he repeated the actual line in the tweet like an idiot. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. But he goes on to right. say, mm -hmm. the word us, I'm referring to the United States, our country. I then went on to say that I would like to have the attorney general of the United States call you or your people. <laughs> this, based on what I've seen, is their big point, And it is no point at all except for a big win for me. God, the delusion. Oh, my God, the delusion. The Democrats should apologize to the American people. Oh, shit. Fuck them. Thank you. Well, I, what, <laughs> the whole thing about our attorney general somehow has jurisdiction in Kiev, Ukraine. It's just baffling no. to me. I know. It's like, I know. Now they, I mean, especially now that it's not Jeff Sessions, of course. But yeah, yeah the I'm thing flying that my attorney general. Meanwhile, in America, we have real justice issues to deal with. But the attorney general is flying around Europe with Rudy Giuliani mm -hmm. on a magical mystery tour of castles and Trump resorts. And Sebastian yeah, Gorka. And They're both. Sebastian Gorka mm -hmm. went with Bill Barr to Italy. Just bear that in mind. Mm -hmm. I think he's their body servant, though. He's like, you know, like, brushing <laughs> the mud from their boots and like, will it be the blue or the black tar today? <laughs> See, I thought that, would de that was Devin Nunes' job. That seems like the kind of job he would have, like to polish no, Trump's like shoes. He's like an actual literal butt licker. Um, <laughs> well, that was some weird shit. But so this, what he's talking about here, what Trump is talking about in this line, and again, I'm glad that he put it into the tweet so that all of his uh, cult followers can look uh, and see what was actually said in this transcript that enumerated the quid pro quo. But what he's talking about here, that America has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. You know what he's talking about there? He's talking about that stupid crowd strike conspiracy theory yep. in which that's a Vladimir Putin construction. Vladimir Putin wrote that entire thing and has spread it out through people like Konstantin Kalimnik and Paul Manafort and all the rest. I kind of dropped that talking point this week. Have you noticed? Like it was all over last week and then someone's like, you know, it's funny, you're, Jim Jordan, your lips are moving. I mean, you're talking and I almost can't see Putin's lips moving. Yeah. Who well, was on, I actually saw like Chuck Todd like get John Kennedy was saying, yeah, John Kennedy was yeah. saying it on Sunday. So they haven't dropped it yet. I mean, we couldn't be that lucky. Well, right? John Kennedy is always going to be a beat behind. He is a little slow. <laughs> yeah, yes. His he mama is. drank when she had him, and it, you know, <laughs> he's never been right. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what, Trump, what, what Trump is saying here—the thing that the United States has been through—he says we've been through a lot. Is he's claiming that Ukraine attacked the election, not Russia, and that America had to endure this Ukrainian interference in 2016, uh, which is absolute bullshit. So what Donald Trump is doing I here, think he personally means me. He means we've been through a lot. He means like I personally have been attacked by yep. the media. And nobody thinks I'm legitimate. I mean, he really, because like, he doesn't think of anything that's five feet fast past his nose, yeah, ultimately. Yeah. 
So yeah, and and the whole part about attorney, the attorney general about Bill Barr has everything to do with Bill Barr's mission right now, which is to root mm-hmm. out the nonsense conspiracy theory. I mean, it's insane. In fact, there's a a, a tell-all article that was published in the New York Times about Alex Jones that I think we might talk about in the uh, postmortem Ooh, show. I haven't read that yet. Yeah, it's great. In fact, it feels so much like a tell-all about Donald Trump. I mean, the similarities between Alex Jones and Donald Trump, or basically Alex Jones had people just give you a preview. Alex Jones had people running around the country trying to confirm all of his crazy conspiracy theories. And then when they couldn't find any evidence, they would either make it up or tell Alex Jones and Alex Jones would erupt on them and scream and stomp and yell, you know, all the rest of it. And and so similar to Donald Trump in every single way. So he does believe it. I, I, it's always the question for me is, does Alex Jones actually believe this stuff or is it just all performance? So he really does believe those conspiracy theories yes. and sends people out. To well, I don't know that he believes it, but he's trying to make the, the shit that he doesn't believe. He tries to make it work even when he's off the air. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether he believes it or not. He's still he's invested in it personally and career wise. So he needs to make sure that it's fed and that uh, all this cockamamie shit gets pursued by his underlings. And this was a, a piece written by one of his underlings. I had hoped there would be some stuff about Dan. Dan Badandi in there. No Dan Badandi information <laughs> in this particular piece. But nobody cares Aww. is the thing. Yeah. It's only weak, you know, like Nyatnu. Nyatnu. Um. Prime Minister Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I want to get to that. I want to get to the whole Alex Jones thing, talk about uh, some excerpts from that on the post-mortem show that'll be on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. If you want to subscribe for $5 a month, you can listen uh, to our post-mortem show. We do two of those every week. Uh, but in the meantime, I got to tell you, the holiday season is upon us. It's that time of year again, everyone. Family, friends, Everything's so conveniently documented on video and photography. Don't you love that? Capturing all of our smiles, all of our laughs, and all of our under-eye bags. That last part, yeah, under-eye bags, wrinkles, crow's feet, yeah. Those are telltale signs of aging, and who wants those in our holiday greeting cards? Now imagine they're gone, disappeared, poof, Thanos snap, and they're gone. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. We're talking about gone in just a matter of minutes. It's called Plexiderm, 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 a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. In fact, it's exactly what you need to get through the holiday season and beyond. And if you don't believe it, I didn't believe it. Uh, you know, Kimberly Johnson didn't believe it either until we got our canister of Plexiderm here. We took the test in a matter of 10 minutes. The fine lines around our eyeballs vanished. Poof. And the best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them, right? Get Plexiderm's holiday promotion. Listen up. Here's what you're going to do. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right. 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292. 1-800-685-1292. Mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL, two words, all caps. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. The Bob Seska Show. Oh my God, I love this. Who is this? Yeah. This is uh, Cece Grace. 
Uh, she's a country singer, and she's released uh, an album of uh, songs from the 70s. In fact, the album is called So Far Away, Songs of the 70s. That's what I was just about to say, that it took me right back to my parents' backseat in yeah. being seven years old, and it's the 70s. That is like instant freeze-dried 70s. That's, <laughs> Absolutely. I've got to have that. This is a Roberta Flack song, That's the Time. Yes. And, I love this uh, song. And CeCe Grace is one of my favorites. We played this uh, song. We initially debuted this song on the show, I want to say back in April, sometime around there. And what we're doing, instead of holiday music uh, this year, we're playing all of my favorite women recording artists from our, our uh our stable of indie music here on the show. So I've gone through all of the songs we've played so far throughout this year, starting in March when we first started the uh, indie bands here on the show and the indie music countdown. And I've selected my favorite female recording artists to uh, replay, replay throughout the Can I get in under the wire with that? But def- I mean, <laughs> get in under um, the I assume you're going to play Carrie again so that people lo- it's cry. Yes. I assume well, I just, you're I have a Carrie. recording of Jenny <laughs> oh, yes. Mitchell's rib- uh, river that I did for a record years ago that I could send you that you could play during the holidays. Okay, Yay. did you sing on it or what? Yes, I did. Well, That's you're, the thing. I'm, I'm you're not, not a you're not, a woman. You're not a chick, no, I'm sorry. dude. Yeah, I mean, you could temporarily identify as one if you wanted to, or no, let's, <laughs> like, I mean, that's uh, like a Lando is. Thing. Yeah, like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I've, I have a couple of trans friends who live in town and a couple of neighbors. I'm thinking about having a gender repeal party. A repeal? Where like, <laughs> yeah, where we just have, like, you know, a pink and purple cake and everybody goes home non-binary. You know? Just, just some don't blow anything shit. up. Yeah. yeah, that was some weird. Don't weird blow thing. anything up, David. Just don't blow anything Please up. Please don't. No, no. Um, and Jody, you mentioned Carrie. Yeah, today's Carrie's mm-hmm. birthday, isn't it? It is. Yeah, right. And my brother John, too. They're six years apart. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, I was going to play uh, that great song, Naya. <laughs> it's Naya, right? That's the pronunciation. Uh-huh, Naya. Naya, right. Naya, yes. Uh, but I didn't want to make T-Rex cry today. So yeah, I was we don't want to make T-Rex cry. Sh- uh, there's some things that have happened lately that, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's I've, not. I, I, the 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 layer of calm I have right now is as thin and brittle as the layer of sugar on top of the creme brulee. So, <laughs> um, that bad, huh? Bust out the cry songs. It's just was. It's been a rough week. But uh, then yeah. no, Daddy's Girl either. We're just not going to play Daddy's Girl. We're no. not going to play any of the sad Carrie songs. We could play the schizophrenic song. I think I sent you. Well, I am. If I haven't, I will. I, I don't think I have that. But I do know that. <laughs> oh, mystery, I'll send it. I've got Mystery Connection on the list. Guilt Lily's Mystery oh, Connection thank featuring. You. That's lead, very sweet. lead vocals by Jody Hamilton, but I think we just played that last month, so I'm going to give it a yes, little bit did. of time um, d- during the holiday season here. We'll probably be closer to when we actually break for uh, the holidays. That's uh, when You're very that'll sweet. probably land. Yeah. Um, okay, so keep listening for that. Support all of our indie musicians, and if you want to submit, slash music and make sure to submit only your own music, not someone else's music. I don't want to accidentally play someone's music without their permission. Okay, so getting back to the proceedings here. So there was also, by the way, I I just want to say before we get into Baron Gate, I'm so glad that they finally had someone sit down, a bunch of experts to say, here's what impeachment is all about. Here's what the framers of the Constitution intended. I was loving every quote from George Mason and James Madison and hearing the background of why there's impeachment, why it exists, why it's necessary in the Constitution, why this process is so important to our republic and to our democracy. And so that was all extraordinarily valuable. If only a few rubes picked up that information and took it to heart, then, well, job well done, Jerry Nadler and and all. Well, it actually ended up reading good TV. 
Yeah, it was. You know, they've they've been able to find really compelling people to push up front in this. Um, Noah Feldman, I thought, I call him Professor Perfect Hair. (laughs) I thought maybe (laughs) he's kind of your type. That's exactly what my hair has never done. And I've always wanted it to do. It's got this natural. Ah, yeah, you I know, Benedict Cumber, whatever his name is, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, is going to play him in the movie. In the, the movie, movie is yeah. going to have to be. The movie's going to have to be seventeen hours long. Yes, I think yes. so. I think so. Uh, you know, I had an endoscopy, and they saw Ben. They saw Cumberbatch, and they're like, "Yeah, he's in everything now." It's just <laughs> in your endoscopy. Yeah, that's like you know one of the, one of my favorite uh, Dennis Miller jokes uh, back when Dennis Miller was funny. Was, he was funny? Yeah, yeah, he's talking about how Michael Caine is in everything, and he said, "You know, I was reviewing my wedding video, and then Michael Caine was in it. That guy is in everything." <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get back to the proceedings. Where are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the uh, impeachment proceedings in the Judiciary, judiciary Committee yesterday. Judiciary. Uh, with uh, featuring Doug Collins. It's just, it, it's, the, 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 every time they open their mouths, it's transmissions from some bizarro planet. Yeah. Where nothing makes sense. Down is up, right is wrong, black is white. It's just like. It's so hard to listen to. And I think that's part of the strategy, that the cognitive dissonance is so intense that you just turn it off. <laughs> that's right. And speaking of turning it off, I was thinking, uh, maybe I just play this for the rest of the show in the background. No, don't do that. You're going to give me flashbacks. That would be terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> my trailer uh, trash childhood. Yeah, I would I want to get into uh, Baron Gate a little bit here because that turned out to be a thing from yesterday where Professor Yeah, Carl, what is, huh? why, why, why is, is that a thing? This is just a horrendous uh, trigger for the Trumpers to just go nuts mm-hmm. with their melodrama and their whining. What happened was Professor Carlin was talking about uh, the contours of presidential powers, right? What the president right. is allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. And she said, while the president can name his son Baron, he can't make him a baron. That was all she said. She didn't say, oh, Donald Trump ignores his son and what's what's going on with Barron and right. is he on the spectrum and all that stuff. No, none of that shit. But you wouldn't yeah. know it by hearing t- the Republican reaction to all of it. Just because she mentioned his name at all. Yes. I mean, that was, you could. See, that's how flimsy their arguments are. That's all they were able to get out of that hearing. It's just insane. That. If anybody was being made fun of, it was the parents by naming him Baron. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it was really, I thought, directed at Donald Trump and Donald Trump's absolutely. assumption that he has absolute power to do that whatever he's a he king. wants. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it, yeah. It, I mean, Baron has no choice over his name. Yeah. But at of course, this were, moment in time. Right, but the reaction was, how dare you? How could you possibly do this to a 13-year-old boy? Melania Trump wrote on Twitter, proving Hopefully she... she didn't write that. She <laughs> said, this is bullying of child. Yeah. I will not stand for it in face <laughs> of indignity. <laughs> she, said a, she said, a minor child, and there's the first a big... A mouse and squirrel. First big, no. <laughs> first big, a minor child is redundant. Of course, a child right. is, is a minor. You don't have to say a minor child. Well, exactly. unless he works in a mine. Exactly. <laughs> he could be working in a mine. We don't know. You're right, David. We have no idea. Yeah, we, we haven't and seen under the, you know, Trump's approach to Does labor laws, you never know. But <laughs> He has a little hat with the light. Yes, that's right. If you happen to see Baron and he's got like soot schmutz, all over his schmutz so, yeah. on his face and he's wearing one of those helmets with the light on the front of it, then you know he's a minor child. Uh, and but- if he's coughing like Zoolander, <laughs> I think I got the lung. 
<laughs> you can read minds. <laughs> so Melania said, a minor child deserves privacy and should be kept out of politics. Uh, Pamela Carlin, you should be ashamed of your very angry and obviously biased public pandering and using it using a child to <sighs> do it. They always look for an occasion to just make them make themselves into the villains, right? <laughs> just they can't stop making the victims, themselves you mean, villains. Not the villains. Vi- well, victims too, yeah, yeah. They and make then, us the villains. Right, right. They thank make you. actual they make actual babies in cages into villains. Like, uh-huh. They made us do it. Well, yeah. I mean, I you know, this is the kind of shit that I do in my spare time. I document all of the occasions in which Republicans have attacked children. I've been doing this for Oh, God, help me, 10 years now or so. Um, But meanwhile, you know, Don Jr. added this in reaction to Melania's tweet. He said, remember only children of liberals, even the 50-year-old children, are off limits. That a 13-year-old is fair game. By the way, he meant 50-year-old children as in Hunter Biden. That a 13-year-old is fair game for partisan hacks on a national platform shows you all you need to know about the new left and who is running the ship. Sad. Oh, so sad. Oh my God! These people. Well, Hunter just... Barron, bless his heart. He's now become. He's joined the ranks of George Soros. He's just become a name that right wingers squeal when they're angry. Yeah, right. You know, but they just are like incoherent rants, and they just happen to throw. And it's going to be Hunter. You know, and if you actually stop and ask them, what did Hunter Biden do? Yeah. It's, they'll just look at you like a dog hearing a high pitched sound. Right. Right. You know, like. Well, he's bad. He's corrupt. He yeah. made all that money over in Ukraine. That's what right. Money? How much? Yeah, and we you know, know more than more than Paul Manafort or less than Paul Manafort. Well, you yeah, know, go, just going back to what I was saying earlier about how I spent the day typing tweets in all caps, basically because of all the madness that was happening. As soon as I was already fired up because of goddamn Jonathan Turley, uh, but then. It wasn't even about the Republicans on the panel. It was just Turley was annoying me the fuck out of me because I can't stand it when people who should know better, people who are erudite, you know, masking that erudition behind all of these moronic arguments just to uh, whore themselves out for attention. But um, what I kept thinking was this long list of of occasions when the Republicans have gone after children, non-combatants, people who did nothing to them, nothing wrong. I mean, what, John McCain, throughout the 90s, uh, the Republicans did nothing but make fun of Chelsea Clinton. A 13-year-old Chelsea Clinton, and this is John McCain, said this of 13-year-old Chelsea Clinton. Do you know why Chelsea Clinton is so ugly? Because Janet Reno is her father. Yeah. Wow. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny. Uh, Rush That's Limbaugh hilarious. said this about Chelsea Clinton. Rush Limbaugh said uh, on his short-lived television show. That's actually what made my dad not a Republican anymore. Go ahead and say it. The Chelsea Clinton thing? Oh, yeah. Well, he yep. showed, showed a picture of Chelsea Clinton and referred to, you know, the 13-year-old girl as the White House dog. That was Rush yeah. Limbaugh. My dad was on a business trip. He was listening to the radio in a lifelong Republican Air Force officer, and he just he he listened. He heard Rush Limbaugh say that, and was like, "You son of a bitch." That's how my dad talks. <laughs> and then when the men of that generation say call someone a son of a bitch, they're done with them. You're done. When, yeah. You know when Dan Rather called, I can't remember who he said it about, but he was like, "That son of a bitch." You and I'm just son like, of wow. a bitch. Yeah. It's but uh, yeah, that was when my dad was like, "I'm not. I guess I'm not a Republican anymore because this is not <laughs> what I 
believe in. And it didn't just happen to Chelsea. I mean, it happened to uh, Jimmy Carter's daughter, whose name slips Mm -hmm. my mind right now. Amy Amy Carter. Yes, thank you. Thank you. But it also happened to the... Amy went punk rock. That was cool, though, when she started hanging out with the Ramones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It also happened to the Obama kids. It happened to Uh 12-year-old Malia Obama was mocked Mm -hmm. not just by Rush Limbaugh, but also by Glenn Beck, where they actually Mm -hmm. did... Voices. They actually did a voice impression of Malia Obama that uh, I describe here in this piece that I wrote for the banter yesterday as the most annoying sounds in the world. I can't even play the sound. I have the sound in my library here. I can't play the sound because it's going to make everyone go stop. So annoying, their voices. Um, you know, and then we have in occasions when, like, uh, remember Michelle Malkin is setting the way back machine yeah. a little bit because she's kind wow. of irrelevant now. But process. that's a good feeling, by the way. Mm. Yes. Yeah, let's favor that. Yeah, like a let's remember back. International coffee. Mm. <laughs> so remembering Jeez. Michelle Malkin, yeah. Um, but you remember oh, back wow. when uh, S-Chip was in the process of being renewed, the Children's uh-huh. Health Insurance Program, uh, there was a commercial in support of renewing S-Chip. It was just uh, uh, asking George W. Bush at the time to sign the renewal of S-Chip. It, and he did, but uh, there was a commercial, and in this commercial, there was a 12-year-old accident survivor named Graham Frost, who obviously with his parents said, you know, I need S-chip in order to be treated. And Michelle Malkin went and stalked Graham Frost and his family. He's 12 years old, for God's sake. They documented the cars in their driveway. Yeah, yeah. They accused them of having marble countertops in their kitchen. I mean, they went after... Which means they got close enough to actually look in these people's windows. Yes, it's gross. It's sick. And nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that happened in those hearings yesterday. And again, nothing like that has happened with Baron Trump ever. I can tell you right. this. The left, with the left, the resistance, whatever you want to call it, Baron Trump has been off limits. I mean, I don't see any mention, no discussion of Baron Trump, no in- invoking nope. of his name, not even nope. when we're talking about children by locked up in cages by Donald mm-hmm. and Melania Trump and their lackey mm-hmm. Stephen Miller. No mention mm-hmm. of Baron because mm-hmm. we have uh, what are they called souls? See, and that's and scruples. <laughs> I mean, we've got we. It, it, it's it's the yeah. They I mean they've been going. They went after like like you said, Amy Carter. Really? Yeah. Amy Carter. It was just insane the treatment of uh, of children by these mm-hmm. people, and it wasn't just people like mm-hmm. Graham Frost too. It was others. Uh, remember Marcellus Owens, eleven year old Marcellus Owens, dared to stand next to Barack Obama while Barack Obama signed the Affordable Care Act, and so then of course uh, the Red Hat Entertainment Complex Kraken was unleashed on him. After he attended that signing ceremony, uh, Rush Limbaugh calling a 13-year-old boy a Nazi stormtrooper on his show. Yeah. Uh, World mm-hmm. Net Daily attacked a high school play. I could do this all goddamn day because, like I said, I collect this shit for just these kind of occasions. These right-wing fucking hypocrites whining and crying about someone just invoking the name. I mean, how dare they say the name Baron? My God. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna take like a- I said, if that's the only thing they could take away from yesterday's hearing to scream about, then they are in big fucking trouble. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, you're right. I know. Yeah. Um, but of course, I mean, it won't matter because they are fucking rigid ideologues. And the only thing that may <laughs> yeah. save us is a super flu or an asteroid. But um, <laughs> sweet, sweet meteor of death, 2020. Yeah. Uh, Giant squids. Come, come, Giant squids. bomb, says Morrissey. Um, All right, let's take one last yeah. break. When we come back, we'll okay. talk about the, uh, the Hillary Clinton appearance on Howard Stern yesterday. Really worth discussing right after these words. 
You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This is uh, Gin Chocolate and Bottle Rockets. Uh, headed up by Jen Farley. And Sweet dreams are what is it about? Buzz's voice. What, what was that to you, Rex? What did you, what did you just say? I just Buzz's voice. Whenever he talks, it sounds like he's talking about superheroes. He it's like does. Bob's. Like, I want him like on my phone or something. Like David Ferguson <laughs> has a phone call. You know, like answer the phone, David. Yeah, we gotta get Buzz to maybe do a uh, like a Siri ringtones. voice. Yeah, ringtone. He just has an inherent gravitas. Yeah, like, it does. But Bu- Buzz, sorry, I'm talking over this amazing cover of this Eurythmic song, which I love. It's a yes. great cover. It's Again, fantastic. yeah, this is Gin Chocolate Bottle Rockets. This is from their Lean album, uh, covering uh, "Sweet Dreams" by the Eurythmics, of course. Um, link in the description, by the way. I know the. Yeah. It's just your index. Yeah, I've known Buzz since 1993 when I started in- interning for the Don and Mike show. For the spring semester of that year, I interned for Don and Mike, and then I slowly began to segue over to become uh, Buzz Burbank's intern because Buzz was the news guy on the Don and Mike show. And mm-hmm. so by summertime of that year of 1993, I was interning pretty much full-time for for Buzz, which I did throughout the rest of that summer before I went back to college. And ever since then, even when I was doing my, I think my very first paid Bob Seska show for WEEU AM radio in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, that was where I did the very first Bob Seska show for a couple of years there. Buzz was the announcer on that show, too. So I got him to record uh, all of the bumpers for my very first show going back to 1996. So since then, Buzz has always been kind of the official voice of, of my shows. And now he's one of the co-hosts. So it's great. It's kind of an amazing thing. Uh, one of those things that I, I just, uh, I kind of pinch myself. It's like life is weird, isn't it? <laughs> life is so strange. I just, I want like, you know, like on my alarm clock or something, like in yeah. the morning, like another day begins for David Ferguson. <laughs> you know, it's just. Um, See, well, the point being is, you know how great it sounds. So, I mean, to have yes. Buzz introducing me is just a really exciting thing. It always kind of gets my adrenaline pumping um okay cool. so i want to talk Aww. about uh hillary clinton on howard stern there's obviously lots of additional news we're going to get to more some more stuff on the postmortem show but i want to play this on the main portion 
of today's program on the free portion because uh, this segment and of course the whole segment with Hillary uh, on Howard the very fact that Hillary went on Howard Stern in the first place I think was kind of big but th- but Hillary she was just really entertaining relaxed uh, and uh, telling stories and and Howard seemed genuinely interested and they had a nice back and forth, but this is uh, Hillary Clinton oh, who talking. Wouldn't be interested in stories from Hillary Clinton. My God, I talk about someone who's been everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and literally met everyone. I mean, come on. I know, but I mean, I wish she had done more of this when she was running for president. You know, I went mm-hmm. to the inauguration of Donald Trump, which was one I of am, the hardest am, days of my life, to something? be honest. I am consumed with that. <sighs> I was thinking mm-hmm. about you that day. I was watching mm-hmm. you more than I was watching mm-hmm. Trump. First of all. I don't even know how you get past. You got three million more votes than the guy. I did, right. Mm -hmm. In my mind, you won the election. The Electoral College, I can't explain that. I don't under, I think it was for some farmer who felt uh, that it was his rights were going to be denied. But the majority of the people in the country voted for you. You got the job done. Right. When you're standing there watching this guy, what the hell is going through your head? Are, are, are you just, I would imagine you were on antidepressants that day. <laughs> you know how, here's how I felt about it. I mean, obviously I was crushed. I was disappointed and I was really surprised because I couldn't figure out what had happened. And you hadn't even written a losing speech when you lost that. No, you had only no, had victory in mind. No, and, and every, everything was pointed in that direction. So when he's going to be inaugurated, I was going as a former first lady. Right. That was the reason I was there. I was no longer in the Senate. I I was uh, secretaries of state don't usually attend. So I was. But your go. sense of duty is yes. my husband was president. I was right. first lady. Right. And this is what we say to the country. There's continuity. That is exactly how I felt. And and a lot of people said to me, don't put yourself through that. Don't go. And I said, look, I ran for president because I love this country. I wanted to serve this country. I thought I would have been a really good president. I want. Him you would have to, been you would have been spectacular well, with I all hope your so. experience. Yeah, Aww. I hope foreign so. affairs. Yep. But would I, you be crushing NATO right now? I don't think so. No, no, we need them. But so I, you're but, standing up there. So, so I'm, I, I said to myself, I said to everybody who talked to me about it. Look, I hope he's going to be a better president than I think he will be. <laughs> I'm worried about it, but I'm going to do everything I can. As I told him when I called him, you know that terrible night. And oh, you said, did call him Oh, that. I did. I said, you know, I said, look, um, you know, Donald, I want you to be a good president. I will do whatever I can to help you. So, you know, we're in that period. Was he period. gracious or was he a sore one? He was so shocked he couldn't, I mean, he, he could barely, barely form a sentence. He was as shocked as you. Right. <laughs> he was more shocked than me, I think. Wow. Uh, but, he was uh, shocked. Yeah, he was shocked. All right. And, and so when I got there, you know, go ahead, get out there, you, you put on the best face possible, and I'm you know, Bill and I are sitting with George and Laura Bush. And then he started on that speech, which was so bizarre. And that's when I got really worried. I thought, wait a minute. If this isn't the, rational. It's not rational, but it's also not it's not politics. It's not what a president does. A president is supposed to try to reach out to people who weren't for right. him or her. You're supposed to say, okay. I'm going to be the president of everyone, those who supported me and those who didn't, because we're going to pull the country together. I'd hope that I would hear a little of that. I didn't hear any of that. And then that carnage in the street and the dark dystopian vision. I was sitting there like just, wow, couldn't believe it. George W. Bush says to me, well, that was some weird shit. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That was awesome.
Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. I wanted to play that. It was a little long, but I wanted to play the whole damn no. thing because, yeah. yeah, that was a great moment. A great moment of history right there. Uh, getting a firsthand account from Hillary Clinton in terms of how she reacted to one of the most nightmarish days, one of the most nightmarish speeches. I mean, we forget how terrible that speech. I, I compared it to. Uh, oh, no, I've never forgotten. It will always. Th- th- I cried. Yeah. Well, I, I compared I, it to uh, Bane's speech in uh, the third Christopher yes. Nolan Batman movie. It was like the Black mm-hmm. Gate speech is really what it was. That was Donald Trump's speech. It is American carnage. That's how he mm-hmm. described the Obama economy, which mm-hmm. Donald Trump is now resting his entire presidency on right everything that donald trump everything's keeping donald trump's head above water right now is because of barack obama's economy that donald trump referred to as american fucking carnage jesus i mean you talk about someone who just has no successes on his own accord his entire career is marked by that but it was great to read earlier this week that the farmer bailout is now like three times the auto bailout Money-wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's and like, it's not going to pay it back. The, the money's not coming back to us, unlike the auto bailout, which was paid back within a year, oh, yeah. I believe. Same with TARP. So, TARP was all yeah. paid back. In fact, mm-hmm. there was a great website in both versions of TARP. There was the first TARP that was passed by George W. Bush, and then Barack Obama passed a mini TARP later on. Mm-hmm. And you could actually go to a website and see the list of all the banks that had borrowed money through TARP and whether or not they had paid it back or if they had partially paid it back. You could see that balance, too. It was an amazing thing to observe. And that's the kind of shit that if the economy were to crash again under Donald Trump, we'd never have anything like that. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's like that's, again, the further urgency of why I'm OK with the House going forward rapidly with articles of impeachment. The mm-hmm. urgency dictates it. We don't have all kinds of months or years to see this all play out, to, all, to have it all suss out, and and to have everything that John, Jonathan Turley demands, because he's never going to get everything he wants. It's always going to be goalpost moving with Jonathan Turley and people like him. As soon as we get more evidence, you'll be like, well, there's no evidence. You didn't get that kind of evidence. I didn't I didn't ask for that kind. Of, I wanted some, some other kind of evidence. Yeah, I don't know where they're getting the whole hearsay thing they're still pounding on that one and it's I like know. no we, we yeah. had the people who were on the call here mm-hmm. we're the only people the only other people who were on the call you won't let testify <laughs> right right like, Mick Mulvaney won't come and testify so yeah it's yeah. just it's it's, uh, it's it's weird weird shit well that was some weird shit yeah that pretty much summarizes the entire show today <laughs> I think. Uh, Okay, so that's it. Uh, We're now going to start the post-mortem show on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Also, uh, you can just get to it by typing in bobseskashow.com. That also works. Or there's a third option. You can go to bobseska.com, and just beneath the logo, uh, there's a big all-caps Patreon link. If you click that, it'll take you right to our Patreon page. By the way, if you received a notice from Patreon saying uh, that your card was declined, that your account was declined, Please resolve that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We had a lot of declines. I think we had something like 25 declines this month, which was not fun to observe. <laughs> We're never going to hit the thousand subscriber mark. And it's and it's <laughs> entirely because, I mean, we, we're never going to hit it by the end of the year, is what I meant to say, uh, because of the declines. So make sure if you're uh, getting those alerts, make sure to uh, square that away. Thank you so much for doing that. By the way, speaking of Patreon, T-Rex's show is found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Uh, Jody Hamilton is at from-the-bunker.com. Also uh, at sexyliberal.com, where you can find the entire slate of sexy liberal podcast programs, including new programs by 
Jackie Schechner and Hal Sparks. And then there's also a second Hal Sparks show. They have different names, but they're just as entertaining. And uh, and so much more like uh, Frangela, uh, let's see, Rude Pundit, uh, Stephanie Miller. Someone named Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. She's new to the thing, though, right? She's yeah. She's brand new, right? Brand new. I think I've heard of her, though. She's, She's an ingenue. <laughs> She's an ingenue. <laughs> Young ingenue. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, so make sure to go to sexyliberal.com. And if you're tweeting about any of this crap, make sure to type in hashtag sexyliberal. Why don't you? Well, thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Donald Trump's NATO fiasco uh, on the postmortem show coming up, uh, which I haven't talked about yet. Um, Plus, uh, so oh, yeah, we're going to get to this Alex Jones piece in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. I've got some excerpts from that, some highlights that caught my eye as I read through it. And a whole lot more. Again, that's bobseskashow.com if you want to sign up. Meanwhile, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. If you click that link, it'll take you to right, right to the front page of amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And uh, we get a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases through our special link. So thank you for doing that. We really, really appreciate it. All right, that's it for the show. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let's face it. Hiring is challenging. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, listeners to the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.